side. An open road is no place to hide. There's no turning back when you put it in drive. Roll, roll, roll if you want it the most. Roll, roll, roll if you're ready to go. All these horses need to run. So let them run wild. Members of the PHFFL, Commission Conlin here, coming at you. Season three of the Race to Three podcast. We are, I mean, actively right now, there's preseason football on the TV. It's back. It's nice to be back. It feels good. Football season, you can feel it in the air. It's around the corner. And as always, I'm coming at you with a co-host. One of our, I would say, has to be maybe the leading guest on the Race to Three podcast. Has to be up there. You already know who I'm talking about. None other than Malk Daddy, Taylor Malcolm himself. Malk Daddy, how are we doing? I'm great. I'm great. Good. So glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you could make it. Um, you know, we were chattering. Football is close. And, you know, you can tell that football is close when you walk into High V and all of their pumpkin and fall shits are already out. It seems early for it, but it is almost mid-August. It, so it's, you know, it's approaching. It is It is approaching. Um, you a big preseason football guy. You tune in, watch preseason. You know, I don't. I try usually, and then I get I check out. I just kind of get bored of it. So yeah, I'm not, not a huge preseason guy. Yeah, I'm with you. It's uh, yeah, this is a far, far cry from what we'll actually have here in a few weeks. So, yeah, you know, we should probably practice some tradition here. We're going to uh, we're gonna go a little out of turn. You guys can't see this. This is a video cast, just a podcast. At least myself, I already have a decently full beer here. Malcolm, he's been working on his. We already had some poured for some pre-game chatter, but we better practice tradition and crack you guys some cold ones here. Oh, yeah. Your cracking sounds good. Mine was a little weak. A little preseason crack. I'll have to work, work on the finger. I've been practicing all summer for this. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> I need to get back into the training for it. Got to wet the whistle here. Right now, poured in the glass, we have a little Mistress Brewing, what was it called? Summer Fling IPA? Yeah. Oh, pineapple tasting IPA is Malcolm Daddy's Point. Still definitely summer right now. It's hot out there. It's going down pretty good. Wetting the whistle pretty, pretty well with it. And the ones we just cracked up, it's kind of in the exact same wavelength. Um, a Mountain Beach from Breckenridge, it says, bright tart with pineapple, lime, and guava. Big um, pineapple guy. Big pineapple guy. That's right. <laughs> um, true or false? You know what guava is? I do not. <laughs> I don't either. But some kind of spice, maybe? I don't know. Uh, let's Google guava. This is what the listeners tune in for. Um, kind of looks like almost a small watermelon, maybe. Tree that grows in Central and South America. Yeah, there you go, folks. So uh, guava, it's a, I don't know, what baseball-sized fruit, maybe? A little bigger, softball, baseball-sized fruit, green on the outside like pineapple, pink on the inside like Malkia said. Looks like it's grown in Mexico, Central America, the Caribbean. Everything you need to know about guava on the Race of Three podcast. <laughs> well, let's dive into it some here. So what Daddy and I are going to bring you today, you know, the rookie draft, the flag football game, the beers, all of that, we are one week away. At this time, next week, the draft will probably have been completed. We might be right in the thick of it right now. It's 1.45 p.m. 
we're probably going to be right in the thick of the rookie draft at this time next week, I would imagine. Um, so we're going to bring you, just like last year, oh, I know at least half of you guys, you guys haven't even started thinking about the rookie draft yet. Um, you have no idea who you're going to draft. We're, we're trying to help out here, give a little education, give you our thoughts on who we think you guys are going to take, who we would take, or, Again, just like last year, maybe we're just putting out some smoke signals, putting some uh, smoke right up your guys' asses, trying to get some people slide down the board. I personally, I'm in a weird spot this year. I don't have a draft pick this year. Malky, I think you have. I got two picks. You got two in the first yeah. round and in the second? Oh, uh, no, none of the second. All right, no. that's not bad. Yeah. Two, two first rounders. So, you know, the way I like to wheel and deal, though, it's not crazy to think that maybe I'll try to get back in the first round. Who knows? We'll see how things go. Um, so we'll bring you a rookie mock draft, maybe just a little housekeeping items here. So like I said, week out from the draft, we're probably a month, I think like exactly almost a month out from actual real yeah. football happening. No better time than ever to go ahead and start paying old Mish Conlon so we can get those league dues paid off. God, I feel like he knocked out of you as a champion last year. I didn't even introduce him properly. That's kind of shameful. Our, our defending champ is in our presence. He can tell you how feels how good it feels to get that money. It feels even better when you had already paid up ahead of time. Yep. You get your additional 60 bucks this year. You only got to pay 50. You get that back with it. Feels good. So, you know, just go ahead. You're listening to this on your phone. Grab that phone. Go to Venmo. Ship me 60 bucks unless you're in the championship. Who'd you play, Ben? Uh, yep, Ben. Okay, yep. so you and Ben only owe 50 bucks. The rest of us chumps owe 60. So go ahead and do that. Um Mount Daddy, so a week out from the big game in the draft last year, the freaking pigskin power reigned supreme. It was domination. Complete yeah. domination. Yeah. Uh, thoughts, feelings, repeat a week out. How are we feeling physically, mentally? Um, how, how, how are you doing? How do you think the team's going to do? So I was uh, mentally in great. Physically, was doing pretty good. Um, okay. I, I even felt better. I was texting Quinn the other day and uh, – you know, Quinn, Quinn, hurt, Quinn hurt his calf. He did. Mm-hmm. He was doing something hurt his calf. And I was getting a little feelers out to see how, how he's doing if he's hundred percent. If uh, you know, if we have to be prepared for, you know, him to be back. Yeah. It sounds like he's still in the IR, so I don't think he's gonna play early so on the IR. So still, I think that I, I really don't know if there's gonna be much competition. If they don't, Quinn, what Jake's just gonna sprain his ankle again? Yeah. Like oh, you know. Jake will be out by second drive. Like, yeah, they're gonna throw. Jump ball to him, he'll come down. Yeah, ankle. jump ball, he'll bounce right off his stone hands. He'll come down on his ankle, growl, roll it, and he'll be on the side. Yeah, for the rest so of the I, game. really, yeah, I, I, I don't know what what they can really do to stop us. Is uh, I don't think they can. Do you know if um, Nate been working on that shoulder, been working on that arm? That's one of my concerns. He just had his second kid, so yeah, it might be a little distracted. Might, right might now. be a little distracted. Might be a little sleep deprived. So his concentration may not be as good as it, you know, was last year. But we'll see. You think when he's been waking up in the middle of the nights, you think maybe he's been watching watching a little film, some YouTube videos. Can't remember who he said he watched last year. There's some guy on YouTube that he watched. He said, Tom, everything you need to know about quarterback. Hopefully he's still been tuning in. I that hope guy. so. We'll probably need to send him a text. All right. We better send him a message, see where he's at. Yeah. Um, Chadillac CT. I know he's, he's, he, you know, he's in Des Moines Metro now. He was telling me he's got a, uh, I don't know. Sorry, Chad, exactly what you practice again. If it's Taekwondo, karate, whatever it is, but 
you know, he's got a spot. He's actively been practicing, yeah. so he should be limber. He should be in good, deep good. physical that condition. So we should have Chad Lacks ET. <laughs> um, but, yeah, really, I'm just I'm feeling really good about it. Um, true or false, they score a touchdown this year. They you know, I think we're going to get up pretty fast, and, and I think we're going to kind of, you know, start – yeah. Not being as serious as we should be to yeah. get the shutout, and they're gonna sneak one in towards the end. All right, kind of, kind of like uh, big brother playing with little brother yeah. at some point. He lets off a little bit and just kind of toys yeah. with them. Yeah, let them get in there, let them feel good about themselves. Yeah. All right, yeah, maybe we'll give them a charity point here and there. So, Red Iron Gorillas, if you're out there listening, we're planning on shitting all over you guys again a Saturday from now. So, better bring your A games. I hope you guys have been doing anything to get ready <laughs> at all so i mean reality is jake's probably been eating nutella egg sandwiches <laughs> quinn's banged up and hurt i mean den's not gonna be able to make it oh. nick larbaugh will have him on lock yeah if, if he's only guy we have to worry about then yeah we don't have anything to worry about nothing to worry about <laughs> all it's gonna be great i can't wait to do that in a week um before we get into this Mock draft, any uh, initial early thoughts on this year's draft class in totality in terms of what maybe you think is the depth of this draft, strengths and weaknesses of this draft, or just your overall synopsis of this 2022 draft class, new PHFFLers coming into the league? I don't know if it's because it's later in the year that we're doing this or if it's uh, – I, I struggled a little bit more predicting what people are going to do yeah. because I feel like a lot of the receivers that are in this draft cost a toss up or preference. Like, do you, would you like that fit? There's not really a great fit for any of them, but they're all like, you know, good talent. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's hard to predict or hard to see what people are going to do. No, I would agree. Um, this is a draft class where I would argue, gal, honestly, maybe like one all the way through 12. It's like, they could either you could either have some really really you can find good people all across this draft and I think there's going to be plenty of duds that get found yeah. in this draft too really no different than any draft you know yeah. just I would say this year usually coming into the class you feel like uh, you'll feel like you at least have some solid and like hey these top three four guys we know they're legit we know they're studs like everyone wants them I think you could make an argument in terms of person that goes second in this draft class could just as easy to go 12th and vice versa. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to bat, bat an eyelash at it type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And then uh, the only other thing I guess I'd highlight, um, halfbacks, I'd say, you know, rel- relatively weak, other than Brace the Beast. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to just be a complete, complete stud at the next level. Play um, with it. I would be, but feel better if he was on the Jets. But yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. Uh, Jets is, could, could be painful. Um, quarterback class. I mean, I don't think there's even a reason a quarterback should get drafted in these two rounds. Very surprised. Yeah. Rookie draft. They're all, they're just all kind of garbage. I think the way the NFL drafted them kind of reflects that. And then uh, wide receivers. I think that's where there could be a lot of potential promise in this class. So a big group of wide receivers. So, I mean, with that though, I think we'll do it just like we did last year. We can just kick back and forth on this every other pick will do that and then i won't have you obviously have to make your own pick so once we get to that that circumstance i'll just double down i'll try to get in the mind of our defending champion um 
you're going to have to remind me. Is it still Jameis Winston Revenge Tour, or did we have a so, name change? I just switched to Revenge Tour. Anyway, revenge you know? Tour. Which, we went from Jameis Winston Revenge Tour to, was it like the Champs for a brief nah, moment? Yeah, so it was the Champs. Oh, maybe it was the Champs for a brief moment. I thought like, Just like brief, brief, brief. Yeah, brief, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was lame, so then I went to Revenge Tour. Because I was trying to figure out what I wanted the trophy to be. That's that right. Time. That's right. Was, uh, I think Jameis Winston Revenge Tour was too long. Yeah, so it was. Like, what should I do here? <laughs> and Jameis really did it much for revenge in last year you know, yeah but, no maybe this year could be his revenge yeah, come back off an injury on my team all right that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get in here find that nice nfl the pick is in sound and we'll get this thing rolling all right we're getting in here now into the rookie mock draft so this is how we're gonna do it mouth daddy we're gonna let you take the first pick um you just let me know when you, you know, you just give me a little, give me a little signage here behind the scenes. I can play the pick is in noise once you turn in the envelope I'm good. on behalf of this. But right now, we will have the number one pick, Ben Nielsen's, the OBJYN. So he was very, very close to being champion. Yeah. So, I mean, he was in the championship. He took out the defending champ. It was, yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> Runner up and then manages to get the first overall pick. How do you think um, mindset of Nathan Pierce walking in to draft? Hopefully that doesn't affect him out on the field. And how, what do you think that yeah. does to him mentally? So I, I I have to think Nate has bad bad memories about some of the trades he did last year with the yeah. you know trading. What was this Curtis Samuel who we were talking about? Yeah, this was Curtis pick. Samuel for the first pick. That looks really really bad. They're now. saying he still has hamstring issues. I don't know <laughs> what's going on with those things. So I think I don't know. Like, does he wake up middle of the night because of the new baby, or does he wake up just thinking of this? Uh, this I trade? think yeah. probably the latter. I yeah. think this haunts him more, and he's. He probably has that as us. He's probably had sleepless nights since. Yeah, really mid of last season would be mm. my guess. Yeah, that's tough, Nate. We're thinking about you, Sorry buddy. About that, buddy. Come on through, Nate's great. We need you. We need you to just really toss some dimes on that old pick skin here on that field here in a week. So with that, the OBJYN is on the clock. With with the first pick of the rookie draft, I'm predicting OBGYN takes Brees Hall. Wow, Brees the Beast, Iowa State alumni. Um, Brees Hall. Let's talk about him for a brief moment. Let's look at the OBGYN. Yeah, I mean he 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 could use for sure. I mean I guess he's got Aaron Jones. He's got yeah. Saquon Barkley. I would argue for sure. Um, he only has three running backs on the whole roster. That's pretty wild with Michael Carter. So I think for sure he's yeah. happy to go get a running back, slot him in there. Breeze, how you feeling about his uh, going to set the world on fire rookie year, year two kind of guy? Jonathan Taylor, what's our floor? What's our ceiling with Breeze the Beast in oh, the NFL for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So he he's a solid player. He's a good receiving back. Yeah. I, I would like it a lot better if he wasn't in the Jets, but maybe the Jets offense is going to surprise some people at Zach Wilson, and they have some you know better better offensive threats than they've had in the past. So um, yeah, they might sure. might surprise people. I don't. Flores ceiling is hard to predict, but I I think at this pick with Ben, his team's pretty good. He has his, yeah. he has the first overall pick. I think he just goes in this one not 
to screw up, get the best player available, the easy points, the easy starter. He can come in and start day one for him. So that's why I think he's going to go crazy. Yep, absolutely. I think that is the no-brainer pick in this year's draft. And I think from here, this is when you can really open up the floodgates mm-hmm. to be anyone. So with that, we'll pivot to the second pick of Sam Harvey's the Paper Bag Award winner, the who I hope can make it next week and have to go to Ninja U and watch him try to do the competition and go through the course. Um, the Ninja U, I think they have like a, let's just look it up here real quick. You know those little running walls that they have on that yeah. on on that show. I think they have different heights here. Let's see if we can find a picture of it. Um, we probably won't be able to. Oh yeah, here we go. So they got four <laughs> foot one, six foot eight, ten, twelve, all the way up to fourteen. Where where you set the over under on Harv being able to get up on? Keep in mind, Harv uh-huh. he's a tall guy. He's got some long arms. I don't know how high he even has to get up these running. He just kind of maybe just flop yeah. up there and put his arms up and try to grab it. I haven't seen Harv in a couple years now, but I mean, back in the day he was a you know sneaky good athlete. Yeah, um, for sure. Ten might be hard. So probably somewhere in between eight and ten. Right. I don't think you can get twelve. Probably eight safety. All right. Safety so you you would be putting the over under on this pretty much at a nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nine. It sounds like you're taking taking the under yeah. in that. I'd probably take the uh, gosh, over over of nine. Wow. I, you know, he's a sneaky good athlete, and he's taller than you think. And yeah, or so. he's got he's got he's got some faith in. You, I don't know, 10 feet, that, <laughs> that seems pushing it. I'll take the under on that arm. Make it down here next Saturday. Prove Let's me wrong, it. buddy. Let's see it. Let's see it. Tell you what, Arv, you make it up to the 10, I'll buy you a case of beer or something. Okay? <laughs> we'll buy you your Coors Lights or Keystones or whatever it is you drink today. But we've got somebody called the doctor. He's going to be a name we hear multiple times throughout the first round. So we really did some trading. Ended up with three first-round picks in this. I'll open up his roster here a little bit. Um, Harv, I don't want this to just be a roast. Somebody called it actor and Harv. I'm just going to leave it at this. It's a good thing that you got these picks. You got some You got some holes, particularly in that halfback room. Um, yeah. And right now, I get you can't really actually change your lineup, but I mean, I think you pretty much by the time the season starts, I think maybe you're only going to have one, maybe two halfbacks are actually on an active roster. So we might need to get that figured out. So with that in mind, with the second pick in the 2022 PHFL rookie draft, somebody called the doctor selects Ken Walker. Is it junior or the third? What's it go by? Is it the third? The third. Ken Walker, the third. Running back, Seattle Seahawks. What did he play college at? Um, he played college at, I'm completely blanking. I want to say Texas A&M, but I don't think it is. Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah, that's right. Pick that. Thank you. Yes, you did. Um, (laughs) and you know what? I think he's making this pick. Um, Penny, he's already, already got a tweaked hamstring in training camp. You know, he really boomed at the end of the year. There's a chance Walker can come in here. And what's probably not going to be that exciting of an offense without, uh, Mr. Unlimited any there anymore. I mean, you're either going to have Geno Smith or uh, Drew Locker underneath the helm there. Boxes might be pretty loaded up. But I think uh, you got to go out there 
you got to go. And I'm not mistaken. They did. Uh, they put a second round draft equity into Walker here too, did they? Or was it third? Yeah, it was second. I'm okay. not sure. But yeah, it was fairly high. All right. Yeah. So, and honestly, I think there was uh, coming out of the draft class prior to, you know, people getting selected, there were some people that were making the argument that, you know, Ken Walker was maybe the de facto most talented runner in this class. So I think adding him to help shore up that halfback room or even to just add any kind of head count to that halfback room is the move to make here, Harv. And with that, we'll move on to you, Malk Daddy. The third pick, Mac and TDs. Alex's squad is now on the clock. You mind switching the team quick? Yeah, let me open up his roster here, and you can give any thoughts you might want about the roster before no. or after you make your pick. It's so, really up to so you. So Vince's team, I, if I remember right, it's pretty – it's pretty deep, right? He has a lot of different options he could go with. If I was him, I'd really like Kenneth Walker to drop to three because his receivers all – he doesn't have I – mean, he has Chase, who's a stud. But besides yeah. that, then he has a bunch of kind of second-tier receivers that could pop like with Judy and Tony on the bench. Yeah. So I would really not want to have a pick or not want to take a receiver here. Um, if I was him, it went the way it went. I would like to trade out of this pick. But um, I'm not going to do that in this mock draft. So, with him, I'll just do the best player available. And the pick is in. Sorry. I gave you a warning. Um, Drake London. Drake London. All right. Uh, wide receiver out of USC. Now I got now I got my, <laughs> my skill set back here. Uh, first wide receiver drafted in the NFL, correct? Yep. Going go to a situation where – they don't really have a lot of mouths to feed or a lot of people catch passes there in that offense other than really, I guess, Kyle Pitts. After yep. that, it's just kind of a wasteland. Of, yep. I don't even know if I can name who another wide receiver would be on that squad right now, to be honest with yeah, you. No. And I don't think he will necessarily like start on some teams right away. I think the yep. pick, this pick was mainly being for the upside. Like He could. He is a talent, obviously, to be a number sure. one receiver. So you take him. You hope it works out doesn't work out you have a lot of other options on your roster that you can play for sure i think that is a solid pick there with that we will go ahead and we will pencil them in here at this third spot and we will put nick Lauderbaugh's dirty van super punters on the clock and then this is where i mean i think this whole draft is it is it is tough to predict let's open up dirty van super punters roster here um nick has always done a good job at putting a solid solid roster together i mean going through his roster um it really looks like you know his team um i would say it is a a middle of the pack team here looking looking at this roster i think there's a multitude of ways to go that he could go here with this pick. Really, I think the big thing, I think a lot of people are going to find out, I don't know how many halfbacks out there, even, you know, there's always halfback needed teams in this league. I just don't know how many halfbacks are actually in this class that are worth pouring this kind of equity into. So I think because of that, you have to go and you have to look at the wide receiver room. And with the Pick is in with the fourth pick in the 2022 PHFFL rookie draft. The Dirty Van Super Punters select Crystal Lave, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. 
I think he's a guy that paired with Jameis Jabu Winston style of play could come in, could be a big, big play guy and could potentially set the world on fire as soon as his rookie year. Mount daddy thoughts on, on, on the pick. Out of all the receivers in the class, that's probably my favorite like, fit. I obviously I don't think I'll get him at eight, so I'm comfortable to say that's probably my favorite like, landing spot because I think yeah. Jameis is the type of gunslinger that would do well with this and Chris Olave. So I like the pick. Yeah, for sure. Um, crazy thing is, it will just depend what everyone else values because there's yep. a whole tier of wide receivers there that could be anyone could like it'll come down to personal preference so let's see here we're a third away through this draft we'll recap through the first four picks we've had Brees hall go off the board number one followed by a second halfback and kenneth walker the third then our wide receiver run begins with drake london from the atlanta falcons and crystal lave of the new orleans saints putting none other than quinn pelz's on the pup list still on the ir whatever list he wants to put himself on or hungry, horny, and e e entering. And I'll open up this roster here so you can take a get a nice gander at it, take a look at it. I think if I was Quinn right now, I'd be heartbreak broken that Chris Olave didn't make it five to him. Yeah. I think that's why he, he won't tell us, but I'm guessing that's what he's hoping, being a big time Saints fan. For sure. Um, you know he's gotta want want one of his Houdat Nation boys for yeah. sure. And then looking at his team. You know, his running back, top two running backs are good. He has pretty good receivers that are safe options that will fit well. Um, So I think here he is going – I'm ready for the pick, sorry. With the next pick, I think Chris – I think uh, Quinn is going to take Jamison Williams. Oh, I think uh, the fact that Quinn's coming off an injury, you know, he sees how well he's bouncing back from it. He's going to have confidence that Jameson Williams is going to come back from his injury. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. If I was in the first round, Jameson Williams might be my favorite prospect in this draft as well. I'll say I'll be interested just because, you know, that's something we haven't really talked about. Maybe we'll pause here and talk about it. Um, the dynamics of this rookie draft more than ever will be much, much different than how they've been in years past. So as you guys all know, typically – we would have had this draft over two months ago now. We would have been a month removed, just a little over a month removed from the actual NFL draft. Um, you may have had some OTAs happen. You may have had the rookie OTAs and all that kind of thing happen. Um, but none of really the buzz and hype would have came out already, like what has come out with training camps going now. Really, really interested to see how that impacts that. And somebody like a Jamison Williams who's injured, hasn't obviously been practicing since he's not practicing you don't get any of the tweets. You don't yep. get any of the blurbs. You don't get any of the hype really coming along with it. Um, interested to see what the league does with that. I know yeah. you and I were kind of talking back and forth. You know, if you look back on somebody like, um, let's just even say it'd been interesting if the draft went at this time last year, like Jamar Chase of the world. There was a lot of a lot of negativity about mm-hmm. Chase at this point in time, yeah. saying he can't catch football without the white. It was at all those drops in preseason. Um you know, we still have, I mean, another wave of preseason games will go on that. There'll be a lot that still comes out. Yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see how this yeah. goes. But I do think from a talent perspective, um, I do love me some Jameson Williams. I will say that. And I think Quinn's the Quinn has a team that he can, he can be comfortable putting somebody on IR for six weeks and have him come back midseason. Um, but, yeah, 
for sure. Um, we'll move on now to the sixth pick of the draft, right smack dab in the middle where we get Jacob Myers. Show me where you shit from. Let's take a look at who's going to be showing their shitter on this roster moving forward. I'll open up the squad here. Um, Jake's squad, if I remember right, from you know trying to execute some trades with them throughout this offseason, which none of them have landed, obviously. Uh, we'd like to look at – he's got some talent around here. He's got some people I really like on this on this squad, DeAndre Swift being one of them, Eckler – Definitely one of them. I mean, you know, my boy at the top, TB12. Definitely, definitely a fan of that. Um, had a good draft last year, landing both Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, if I remember right. You might have traded down with the person we were just speaking yeah. to, a couple with uh, Quinners there. And I think, you know, he ended landed himself two solid prospects. I ramble all that. So, you know, really, I think this is a pretty solid well-rounded looking squad. And at this point in time, I think he's just out there trying to find something really solid to put into that flex spot on a week to week basis with that in mind. I don't even know who I'm going to have him draft yet, but we'll figure <laughs> it out right here, right now. Um, this is where. Well, not to pick us in. We'll get a little <laughs> Thursday night football team extended instead. What do you do? Podcast is tough. I'm going to go. With the sixth pick in the 2022 Pitchbell Rookie Draft, show me where you shit from, selects Traylon Burks, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. My mindset goes there. You know what? Traylon Burks, who's he similar to in a prospect in? Who does he kind of compare to? Um, an A.J. Brown type of the world, slash maybe even almost like a Debo of the world. I'll say A.J. A.J. was with the Titans. Jake obviously liked him. He was compelled enough to go get A.J. Brown. Saw his success with the Titans. He's now in Philadelphia. He's able to go and get who could potentially turn into what A.J. Brown was with the Tennessee Titans, yeah. and that's what he selects here. You know, I did just kind of think, just glazed over, didn't really think of the thought. Um, that trade, yeah, kind of Jake in a little bit, where he has now A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith on the same yeah. Philadelphia squad. Ooh, on a team that isn't a very pass-heavy yeah. offense. Um, any yeah. thoughts on Traylon Burks, his, his skill set coming out, or where, where you think he is, the impact he can make on Jakob's roster? So he he's obviously very talented, obviously very like, great, great like talent receiver. I don't yeah. love the fit, but I hit hurt me in the past at times where you don't love the fit and you pass on him. But sometimes the talent prevails, and I think that's what Jake's trying to do here. You know. Or you're yeah. trying to do for Jake to take this pick. You take the talent, just bank on it. Going to be he, his talent's going to outdo the system that he's put in. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think we see it. You make a great point. We see it time and time again, year and year again. Um, people worried over indexing on the fit versus the talent. Um, really, the only one I can think of right now. It does happen every year, though. Yeah. Uh, but like big one, I'm thinking of like was when. Nick Chubb fell to the Browns. He, I mean, yeah, arguably should have been probably a top two, top three pick. And I think he fell down, I don't know, like yeah. the 10 or something like that in our rookie drafts. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff happens every year because landing spots. And yeah, I agree with you. Um, and even like Waddle last year, he, yeah, top, that's a, you know, top, for sure. I think it was six overall, yeah. but then he dropped to like 
I think Tom took him at eight. Yep. And uh, yeah, you saw he, you know, he wasn't great, but he had talent. He got receptions, got yards because sure. he was, you know, talented. Yep, talented for sure. So I would agree with that. That taking minds that I mean, not to beat drama even on Jameson. That's another reason why I'm interested to see where he actually yep. ends up in the draft because I can see the perception of. The Lions and Jared Goff and all that stuff, you know, scaring some people out yep. there too. So, with that though, Malik Daddy, you're back up. Somebody called the doctor, and Harv is back up for his second pick of the day. Could be a big day, could be a record day, needs to be a record day <laughs> for Harv. So, looking at Harv's pick, uh, roster, like we said earlier, he has no running. Um, I would love to take receiver if I was him right here, but he needs running backs. I think he needs to take James Cook. That's not a bad pick. From Buffalo Bills. Um, He's a PPR guy, I think. He's going to be able to put put up points from right here. And then you look at Harvard Rosser, he's going to get two starting running backs on his team. Cook's not going to be great, I don't think, but I think he's going to put up points and be a starter for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of hype and that kind of stuff, there's definitely been hype coming out on James Cook. His involvement, his ability as a pass catcher um, paired with Josh Allen, an offense that, quite honestly, I mean, they throw the ball like crazy. I don't know if that's just because that's what their offense is for the lack of running back talent in the past, but end of the day, it doesn't really matter if they're putting the ball on the ground or not because Jim Cook's profile is more as a threat through through the air. Kind of reminds me of a guy that just, just retired in James White in terms of the damage he could make in terms of I think there was a couple of years where James White was actually a halfback one, and it was because he was catching yeah. so many passes out of the backfield. James Cooks, I mean, uh, football obviously runs through the family. I can't see he, he's is he brothers or is he cousin with Dalvin? I can't remember the actual relationship with Dalvin, who obviously is yeah. a stud in his own right. Um, but James Cook, yeah, coming out of Georgia, does seem to be a stud. Could be a very good fit in that offense. So. I think that's a solid pick for him, and kind of Harv does. He's in a situation where he does have to draft a bit for need yep. in this area. So, I mean, with that, now I am going to go back-to-back ticks because the defending champion, the revenge tour, Malik Daddy himself is on the clock. I'm not going to make him reveal who he would want to pick here, who he wants. So I'll make both these for him. He's got pick eight and nine. Um, let's just pause here, though. If the draft – class if the draft to this point unfolded like it did here um let's do the uh two thumbs up one thumb up one sideways one thumb up one thumb down two thumbs down how are we feeling in terms of like who you really want and if they fall into this point or not i'm gonna do a one thumbs up okay but yeah one thumbs up all all right one 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 thumbs up we won't ask him to reveal any more than that now i gotta try to get into maybe I can use some telekinesis here and try to try to figure out what I think Malk Daddy's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got I've got I've got some thoughts. It's hard to get into this brand. Yeah, it is it, it's it is hard to get into this brand. It doesn't really matter which order I pick these players in, but we're just gonna go ahead and do it. All right, with the eighth pick in the 2022 PHFL rookie mock draft, I guess I should say, the defending champs, the revenge tour, select Sky Moore, wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, 
this this is my thought process, and I think it'll fall through on the next one here too. I'm torn between two people I wanted to put in here. I feel like there's going to be one of these picks you make where you want to try. I always time talk about people that were in prime spots or in prime situations, and then we talk about talent. This one I was kind of torn between Sky Moore and George Pickens in terms of people that already are making an impact in camp and then maybe Pickens not so much in a situation with Sky Moore being paired with Patrick Mahomes. I can see the, hey, your championship window is obviously open now kind yeah. of thing. Yep. You're kind of looking for people I think that could pop in, land in a situation right there, right now, paired with Patrick Mahomes. Um, tough to know where the ball is going to go in that offense. Not a, new, a lot of new wide receivers, but temptation of Sky Moore being paired in that high-profile offense, being paired with Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be tempting for you. Yep. Thoughts thoughts on this one? Now, Sky Moore is a guy I could see somebody loving him at two. Yeah, at two, or I could sure. see somebody you know dropping all the way to twelve. Like he's the prime example of this draft. For sure. Like how? What do you think? He came out of I think Western Michigan. So do you? Does the team believe yeah. in a smaller school and smaller school talent? You know, the fit being with the Chiefs he could be a stud, or he could be just another one of the names. Um, yeah, he's he's a great example of this draft where it's like. What, what does a person think of him? Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, and really, yeah, for sure. And there's a few – another guy that I think is also very similar. I just think he's going to fall down the boards now. He reminds me in a very similar spot as, say, a Sky Moore is Christian Watson um, with the Packers yeah. also coming out of a small school, also placed in with an Aaron Rodgers. I think his issue right now is the fact that he's been – injured and hasn't been in yeah. camp um i think the fact that again because of that since we haven't been getting hype type stuff coming yep. out of camp i can see some of the his situation of potentially you know that, that's the hope here this is yep. the upside of getting the number one wide receiver pat Mahomes, getting the number one wide receiver of an aaron Rodgers is kind of what's there yep. so with that though let's go ahead get into this second pick And with the ninth pick in the 2022 PHFL rookie mock draft, the defending champions, the revenge tour. I'm kind of surprised you didn't bring a trophy. I should have. have it. Maybe. Just... I'll, I'll bring it next week. Okay. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, got to hand I'll it to you. you got to get my it ring, too. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Might as well bring it off. Throw, throw on that girl's jacket, too. <laughs> there you go. Put that on. Um, I am going to go and I'm going to say that with this pick, we are going to take Garrett Wilson. Wide receiver of the New York Jets. Um, I said I kind of wanted to give you one pick where I thought you were drafting more for potential situation, and now I'm going to come and take another pick where I'm saying it's getting drafted more on the talent level. Um, I don't think Jets. I don't think you're probably a Zach Wilson guy. Um, whether he's out there hunting milfs or not, that's another story. But I think he's a guy where he's one of those people that could fall down yeah. the draft board. He's talented, but he's going to end up maybe slipping some because of being associated with yeah. the New York Jets and all yeah. the Jets offense. So that's what I did with you here, Malcolm. Thoughts on Garrett Wilson? Thoughts on these two picks for your squad here? No, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of like two through 12 options where it's like, I feel like there's a lot of receivers depending on how you feel. About yeah. him. Garrett Wilson, though, I understand what you're saying about the talent, right? Like he's a yeah. top 15 pick. I can't remember where he went, but he's talented. He's good. He goes to the Jets. He's, oh, who's the receiver you have? He'll be, be number two option to yeah. Elijah Moore. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? 
I don't know how much they're yeah. gonna pass, how many yards they're gonna get. It's it's hard to predict any of these receivers, but I see I see what you did with those two backs. Yeah, for sure. Um I gotta take quick intermission. I'm telling you, I'm kinda liking this Breckenridge beer, bright tart with pineapple, lime, and guava. It's pretty uh Pretty solid I think beer. Guava is the secret ingredient. Yeah, guava is the secret ingredient. You think we should go on another tangent about guava for the folks at home? Or My, how? I think you should try to plan it and then have make people bring your own beer next year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, taste I, your own guava. Yeah, I forgot to mention next year's next week's meal is going to be grilled guava. So <laughs> get excited. Yeah. That's what we're going to be eating. Um, let's do this. I think these things cap at thirty minutes. We'll take a brief intermission here, and then we will ground out and bring the rest of the first round to the crowd all right so we are now eight of the 12 picks are done we'll give a real quick recap at home and we'll bring this thing down the home stretch so we had Brees the beast hall going at number one with the j-e-t-s jets for the objyn followed up by ken walker number two drake london drafted the third slot here Chris Olave, Dirty Van Super Punters, pulling the trigger on that. Jamison Williams, the apple of my eye, going fifth. Traylon Burks, who coming out, some people thought was maybe going to be the number one, number two person in this draft until things happened, the combine, things happened in the NFL draft. Then James Cook, the potential PPR monster paired in a high-octane Buffalo Bills offense. Then we got Sky the limit more with paired with Patrick Mahomes there being the first of two picks for the revenge tour. And then Mount daddy comes and gets himself another J E T S jets, jets, jets and Garrett Wilson. And that puts none other than Danica Kirkpatrick, Dan Loffridge's sinners like me on the 10th. Um, uh, Dan, you think let's uh, let's say, you're paired up with them next week, let's say hypothetically, potentially in the game. Um, any words for him? You're going to tear him up? You're going to own him? You're going to nominate him? You know, Dan's one of those guys, you love him, but he gets he gets angry at times. So, I'm, you know, sometimes I get intimidated and I don't like him to get angry. So, probably wouldn't say too much to Dan. I'll probably just, you know, keep smiling, try to crack jokes. You know, that's a, and I feel like you if you kill Dan with kindness, He's gonna not go as hard, but if you if you start talking to him, I think he might you might just push me to the ground, get some dirt in my face. Dan, <laughs> I mean, I think you're gonna smoke him. <laughs> you're gonna burn him, leave him in the dust. <laughs> it will be good. We'll see. Maybe he does kick some dirt in your face. Dan, right in. Let us know if you plan on kicking some dirt in Mouth Daddy's face or not. What's the odds? We're now um, 39, like 41 minutes into this. Or the odds that Dan's listening at this point in the program? You know, it's probably pretty low. I'll probably have to send him a text, make sure you listen to four, minute 40 before we start talking about you a little bit. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you know, that's the only way he'll make it this long. Yeah, well, do you think, you know, you think this is one of those episodes where maybe no one actually wants to listen to any of this, but they do have some curiosity in terms of who we said that they were going to pick. So they just try to yeah. like scroll through it till they get to it and then they're like oh wait yeah yeah 11th pick i gotta back up one get yeah. to my pick 10th one yeah they're probably listening right now but like, just stop rambling <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't want to hear this anymore the we don't wanna, yeah they're it's, you know what do you do podcast <laughs> and stuff i mean with that you've got the 10th pick centers like me 
Um, you know, he's been, he's always out there. He's always trying to wheel and deal the guy. It's like, um, it's just like a needle in his vein. He just loves it. He can't get enough of it. Here's what his squad's looking like a pretty, pretty solid squad all around. What are you going to do for an added addition to the sinners like me or thoughts on a squad? Um, I've got the pick in. All right. We'll get the music going. Went on a short Dan here. Um, his receivers obviously top notch. His top three receivers. Then he had St. Brown on the bench. I'm not looking at receiver here. I would probably take Isaiah Spiller. Wow. Um, back up with Chargers. All um, right. Couple things there. Dan does like to trade, like you said. Um, I could see him, you know, what something happened to Eckler. Dan in Dan's mind is like something happened to Eckler. I could trade him to Jake and I can try to, you know, you know, ask for a lot for him yeah. because if he loses Eckler, so Dan's always trying to th- think ahead like that. And then because if Hexler does get hurt, then that's a sorry running back for him too. So I think that's what Dan would do. Yeah, for sure. Um, sounds like there's some potential touchdown upside there with Spiller, even if Eckler doesn't get hurt, just being associated with that offense. Um, obviously profile to be high octane is, I shouldn't say profile to be, it is a high octane with Herbert and where he's taken the uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out on the edge offense too. So that is, you know, I think you're right. He does need a little halfback help. I do like that pick. Not bad. Gonna, I guess we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. I mean, with that now, that would put the 11th pick and the final pick for somebody called the Dactor. So his third one on the day. And Harv, he's still out here grinding. Um, to your point, he needs some halfback help. You think he kind of kicks the dust there when Isaiah Spiller gets picked right in front of him? Yeah, I, I think he – picking two running backs earlier, I think he should feel okay about his RB spot. Not you know, great about RB spot, but feel okay. So, if it was me, I don't – I'm not doing – or do you want me to do this back? Since you did um, I got this, and you're yeah. going to finish this off. Um, if it was me, I would look at a receiver or because that's the best player available. But. Yep, and uh, that's a great tie-in, too. And with the 11th pick in the 2022 PHFL rookie mock draft, somebody called Dr. Selects, George Pickens, wide receiver of the Steelers. Um, I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken – and this is going to be a stretch to the tie the connection of why he's going to go here. Um, his little brother, Lucas, if I remember right, the Steelers fan. So I think, you know, maybe Lucas has been chirping his ear, talking yeah. about how Pickens is, Pickens is going to be a stud for the Steelers. And Harv's just like, well, I think maybe I heard my brother talk about Pickens. Yes, Pickens and just, <laughs> and then he's saying, yeah. I'm going to Pickens and Pickens yeah, is what he's going to do. So, going to search his team names at Pickens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah could, could, could be. Um, and that would round out. So let's highlight maybe just Harv's draft in this draft class. We would have given him Kenneth Walker the third. We don't even know if it's the third or junior. I'm pretty sure it's the third, <laughs> though. We're gonna, that's what he's going to go by. James Cook. And George Pickens, really not bad. Three yeah. miles to add to the roster there to start giving him a foundation to build and try yeah. to build a team into the future. I think that's three starters on his team, which he should feel really good about. You know, but I think you know the running backs will obviously both get points, and I think Pickens are probably he's you know starter in the three receiver set, so I think he's a safe bet to get some points for him too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, it will be interesting the quarterback situation. I could see. 
some people fading pickings yeah. because of that. So um, with that, Mock Day, bring us home. 12th pick, it's a name that just went not that long ago. Daniels, sinners like me. So this is going to kill Dan, I think, because um, he's going to take Christian Watson, receiver for the Packers. Wow, oh, Christian Watson off the board. Give us a little analysis of why this is the pick here. I don't think he's going to love this pick, but I think the talent of Christian Watson and the upside of him at the 12th pick would be too hard to pass up for Dan, I think. Uh he could be, you know, those guys that has all the talent in the world. He could be a stud. He's playing with Andrew Rodgers. Could be the number one. Um, or he could just – I mean, he could just kind of fade off and not, not do much. And I don't think I – th- I think Dan's team's good enough that it, it, he's, it's worth the risk sure. to take oh, this yeah. receiver. Yeah, he definitely um, – he's not banking on needing Christian Watson to be one of his wide mm-hmm. receivers who rolls out this year by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah. I like this pick here. Similar concept, and maybe I, I went down that tirade, or maybe I didn't, of Sky Moore, um, kind of same concept of being paired with Aaron Rodgers. Might just be tempting enough to make him turn his cheek to his Bears fandom yep. and go out and get himself Christian Watson of the Fudge Peckers. <laughs> so to recap, I mean, that is the first round. Um, let's do a few things. One, I'll just quickly run through – what we had drafted here, then maybe let's go a reach and a um, oh, let's go a reach and then maybe somebody that either slid or somebody that's still on the board that surprises you or excites you that you could still see maybe pop into the into the first round here. So quickly, I'll recap: we had Brees Hall go number one overall, Kenneth Walker the third go number two. Drake London, number three, Chris Olave with the fourth pick, Jamison Williams at five, followed up by Traylon Burks, then James Cook, then Sky Moore coming in there in the eighth pick, followed up by Garrett Wilson at the nine spot, number 10 being Isaiah Spiller, 11 being George Pickens, and then last but not least, rounding out the first round, Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers. Mouth Daddy, any thoughts in terms of reaches or someone that went higher? Like if this happened, you'd be surprised or um, either one or both or then a someone that's still out there that you think could either be a steal in the early second that could have people working the phones trying to trade up and get them or someone that you wouldn't be surprised if they fell into the 10th, 11th, 12th spot in this draft. Um, so it's somebody that dropped that's not here that I catch some eyes at uh, Jalen Dotson, receiver yeah, at Penn State. Yeah, I don't love the fit, um, but going back to what we said earlier, sometimes the fit doesn't matter. Well, if the like talent's the 15th good enough. or 16th pick yeah. in the draft. Yeah. So he's talented. He's a good receiver. Plays for the Commanders. Which who knows who knows what you think of Carson Wentz? He does usually put up decent numbers for receivers. Yep. So could yeah. be could be good. Yeah, for sure. And for all we know, they have a. Stud first round quarterback draft pick to pair with them. Um, yeah, that's gonna be that was gonna be my answer in some terms. Someone that was still sitting out there was Dotson for sure, just because of again his draft capital. And maybe I'm a little, a little, um, 
biased, but you know, Chris Godwin came out of Penn State, just a great wide receiver. So I think Penn State wide receivers are good. Because yeah. <laughs> that one sample size. Someone that would surprise me was the pick. And I definitely, you know, I could get warmed up to it, but Isaiah Spiller going at ten. Yeah. Um I see him being more of a top of the second round, but yep. um it would surprise me a little bit, but no, it certainly could happen. For I hate to boost Dan's confidence too much, but most teams they wouldn't want to take a backup running back in the first round. I think Dan's team could. Can that, it. That's yeah, what I, sure. you know. That's what I was doing with his, that pick there. But yes, I agree. Like yeah. somebody else takes him there, it might be too high for Dan. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that is the rookie mock draft. No, one thing we didn't do, and we won't even bother now. We didn't even. Uh, we had probably a chance to do transaction corner. There was a few trades that happened. Uh, but maybe let's do this instead. So recapping trades, we're a week out over under that you would set on number of trades executed next starting. We'll start the clock on Friday, the eve of the draft through Saturday. How many people come into the room of secrets here and walk out with successful deals? What would we put that that at? Let's put the over under at. 2.5 is that that's kind of where i was feeling yeah. two two and a half either two and a half or one and a half. Yeah. i think two and a half is maybe the right number especially if you throw friday in there yeah. things are going to happen in this draft i think for sure it's it's such a like we said like i said before it's such a like preference draft right for so sure. it's like uh if somebody loves somebody they might just trade yeah. up and the person who has a pick like yeah i could drop down and get next shoes first i don't care i'm gonna get something just as good yeah i mean myself just speaking to myself alone, it's like, you know, I've traded out of this draft, traded back into this draft. One day I could convince myself I want to trade back into it. Next day yep. I could convince myself I don't want in it, period. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of that. And I think a lot of it could happen in these, I think, like from six pick on. When some of these people start sliding, some people are going to have eyes for George Pickens. Some people are going to have eyes for James Cook. Some people are going to have eyes for Scott. Like you said, it's a preference draft. Uh, at some point, someone's going to want to dial up the phone, just lock in and get their guy. They're going to be sitting yep. there. Palms are going to be sweaty. They're all going to be nervous in terms of, ah, God, you know I'm sitting at? Maybe you, you know? I'm sitting at eight and nine right now. Maybe there's someone you really, really like, and all of a sudden it's like, you know what? Eight and nine packaged up together, that's worth it for me to go up to five to make sure I land for sure my yep. guy type thing. Even yep. something like that could happen. Damn, I mean, you look at anyone that has multiple picks in this draft, Dan can do the same thing, 10 and 12. He might be sitting here surely listen to the show and you might say, you know what? I don't know if I'm necessarily feeling Isaiah Spiller, but maybe I'm feeling James Cook. Maybe I'm feeling Traylon Burks. I'm going to try to package these up and get up there and go get that kind yep. of guy or something like that. So um, it will be interesting. Two and a half. You're going to take the over or the under that on the two and a half? I'd probably take the under. I think a lot of times people just get a little trigger shot. Yeah, in, but for yeah. sure. Yep. Um, beers do seem like they make more trades happen though on yep. Saturday. So. Yep, we're getting older, so we're like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, whatever, take it. Yeah, whatever. It, like, doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to die tomorrow. Go ahead. Let's make a trade. Make me feel alive again. That could be what it is. Oh, all right. We made it through the rookie mock draft. How uh, how do you think? How do you how do you feel about it? Did it feel like a preseason type mock draft? Or boy, we just went through went through months without thinking about PHFL months without thinking about NFL and football, did you feel like you got right back in the saddle and just 
really rode the horse home. I think I'm kind of, yeah, it kind of got my gears going because we got this. I got kind of excited. Next yeah. week's the actual draft. Then I think week after that, they do that week zero in college football. So then football is officially here. Football with this. this is, is the a, kickoff of football. Kick this is the official <laughs> kickoff of football, everybody. If you're not listening to minute 55 of this podcast, <laughs> you're at you're at no good oiled up schlug. <laughs> so the four of you that are listening, we're happy. We're proud yeah, of you. Yeah, we're proud of you. If you made it to uh Let's go ahead and make our predictions of who's listening to this podcast right now. We'll do a roll call. We'll go every other one until we yeah. think we're finished with people that are listening to us right now. Okay. Um, you can go first. Chat. Damn. Um, <laughs> I'm <gonna go laughs> Nathan Pierce, he's out there listening. Um, I'm going to go Quinn. Quinners. Quinners yeah. is listening. Um, I think roll call might be over. Quinn was a stress. Yeah. <laughs> Going as a stretch. If you're here, listen. You know what? I'll throw Ben Nielsen out there. There you go. Yes, Four of yes, us. Ben, Ben's in there. Yep. He's listening, aren't you, Ben? Let us know if you're listening. Sorry, we yep. couldn't figure out a way. Maybe Ben trades up into the back half of the second tries to get himself some Christian Watson. Yeah. You know, he's got on a Packer. Let's see that. All right. Well, I suppose. Anything else you want to tell the folks at home? No. I don't. I'm excited about the year. Yeah, excited about the year. And the only thing. Last thing I want to say is, Gridiron Gorillas, you're about to get your asses kicked in again this year. Two years in a row. Let's go. go. Yeah, let's go. Pigs get power, fire up, and rally. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to the league. Cheers to Mel Caddy. song.